Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Father Carche, thanks for uh, letting me do this Father's Day reflection uh, for you all. My name is uh, Ryan Creech. Um, I've been a member here at St. Joe's with my family for uh, four years. I'm married to Cindy, and we have four kids, Hannah, John, Alice, and Natalie. Um, I'm a retired uh, lieutenant colonel from the U.S. Air Force and a, a pilot for American Airlines. Um, I teach eighth grade CCD, so some of you might know me from that. And we sit right where you guys are sitting at 1045 Mass with our four kids in the hopes that the eyes of the priest will be right on them and they will pay more attention. And so far it's working pretty good. So. Um, a lot of people thank me for um, my military service, and I, I do really appreciate that. Uh, the question I probably get asked the most is if I've ever been overseas to the Middle East. And I have. I've been uh, five deployments, four to Iraq and, and one to Afghanistan. And while we were over there, uh, we used to receive these cards from, from little kids, and they really cheered us up. They were really cute. They would draw little pictures and, and have cute little messages to us. So I thought I'd share just a few of my, my favorites. Uh, the first is, Dear Soldier, my name is Donovan. I want to give you a happy Valentine's card because you'll probably never get to see your family again. So I want to let you know, so I want to let you know that I care. Sincerely, Donovan. <laughs> Another one read, Dear Soldier, thank you for fighting for our country. You are our hero. I know it is scary. I wish I can help you, but I am a kid. But my personal all-time favorite was um, from my own daughter, uh, Alice. My wife overheard her. I had just left for Afghanistan. My wife overheard her uh, praying when she was five years old. Alice didn't know that my wife was listening. And uh, she was speaking into my, her older sister's prayer bracelet. And she said, Dear God, please let Daddy have a good war and that he doesn't die so he can love us, read to us, and make us laugh. Amen. So that's probably the greatest prayer I've ever, I've ever heard. But um, as, as parents, we all know those, those cute little moments uh, make us uh, very happy. But I'd like to reflect on the privilege of fatherhood and a little bit how my dad uh, influenced me in, in my vocation as a father, uh, a few experiences that made me realize that fatherhood is, is such a great gift and how fatherhood is a, a reflection of, of the love of God. So both my grandfathers served in uh, World War II, they were in Europe, and my dad was a helicopter pilot in, in Vietnam. So their uh, service of a cause greater than himself was, was a huge uh, influence on me and is what inspired me to, to go into the military. Um, growing up, my dad was a member of the Army Reserve at Glenview Naval Air Station when that was still around. And on occasion, I used to get to go with him on his, his drill weekends, and I was always so proud to watch him you know, take off with the uh, formation of helicopters and they'd climb out and disappear in the Midwestern sky. And then while he was gone, I was out in the hangar playing around in all the, the airplanes that were being repaired. So I was, uh, I was in heaven. And so that service um, had a huge uh, influence on my life. It, in addition to that, um, my father was uh, a big guide to me in the truth. Um, he's a man of uh, integrity. And I never, I never witnessed him lie or steal. And uh, specifically, he's got uh, this golf obsession. And he plays all the time. He, he loves it much more than I do. Um, but I think part of it was because he wanted to keep his golf handicap as accurate as possible so that when he played his buddies, you know, he didn't give them any advantage. So I've tried to pattern my life after that example that my, my dad gave me. And I also want to keep my uh, uh, handicap as accurate as possible so when I play my dad, I don't give him any kind of advantage. Um, 
in, in high school, I was a pretty good runner, um, but I loved playing golf, and one summer I decided I was going to practice golf really hard, so my dad, I could prove to my dad that I should switch from the running team uh, to the golf team. So um, one, one time we were, uh, we were out playing, and I was going to show him on this particular round that I was ready, so I got up there, and I you know, got my Judge Schmales uh, routine going, and I went, and I hit my tee shot, and it was a great tee shot. It, it went, you know, straight down the fairway, and then about 100 yards, it made this hard 90 right turn and, and sliced uh, deep into the woods. And my dad, uh, being the honest man that he is, he just looked at me and said, you know, Ryan, you're just not very good at golf. So sometimes, sometimes our, our fathers uh, tell us maybe things we don't want to hear, uh, but it's the truth and we, and we need to hear it. So needless to say, I had a great season running uh, after that summer. Um, my father is also a, a great witness uh, in his marriage and, and the way he treats my mom. And I learned, um, I think, how to be a good husband uh, based on his witness. Uh, he and my mom celebrated their uh, 50th wedding anniversary this past October. Um, my wife and I have always said uh, we've never considered uh, divorce an option. Um, Although I will say, when we were newlyweds, my first duty station was Anchorage, Alaska, and we got there in the cold uh, winter months, and uh, literally two weeks later, I was deployed to, uh, to Guam to do an exercise for four weeks while Cindy stayed home to shovel the snow. So I think maybe she thought about it uh, at that point, but um, our marriage, like all marriages, uh, uh, faced many tests, and the first big test came with the uh, uh, pregnancy of our, our first child. So I'd like to share just uh, two events that really shaped my, my view as uh, fatherhood as, as a privilege and a gift. And so we were excited parents expecting our first child and everything was going uh, fine. And then about uh, week 28, when we were doing just a routine uh, ultrasound, the technician found uh, an anomaly. So we were sent to Wilford Hall Medical Center in San Antonio, Texas, and the, uh, to see the specialists there. And we expected to stay the night, but that turned into uh, a five-week ordeal. It was uh, basically it was an emotional roller coaster trying to figure out exactly what was what was wrong with the child. But finally, uh, they did a chromosomal test and they found out uh, the child had something called trisomy nine. It's a chromosomal disorder. And uh, I'll never forget it, Dr. Barth came in and uh, told Cindy and I that uh, trisomy 9 uh, kids don't survive, that uh, if the child survived the birth, then uh, it would have maybe hours uh, at most days to live. Uh, Cindy and I were obviously crushed. Uh, we spent a tear-filled night uh, crying and, and praying, uh, but prayer was our only option. There was uh, nothing else to do. So that event completely uh, changed my view of fatherhood, and I, I certainly see it as a truly wonderful and, and fleeting gift. Um, Cindy and I are fortunate. Um, we have uh, four children, and another event that uh, also helped me really appreciate fatherhood was my last deployment in 2014. So I was tapped to go to uh, Afghanistan, and I knew what I was getting into. I had done it many times before, um, but the day I left, it was just an absolutely gorgeous spring day in South Carolina. It was very similar to the weather that we're, we're having right now, and I just didn't want to leave. I wanted to be home with my, my family, but I had to do my duty. I had to go, and there's a picture of me holding our daughter, uh, Natalie, and I just look 
ashen in the picture. It was, it was right before I had to leave to the airport. And um, I was just, I wasn't scared about going over there and getting hurt or not coming back or anything like that. Um, I was dreading the, the loss that I was about to experience for, for being gone for so many months. And anybody who's been in the military who's deployed knows how absolutely painful the uh, trip overseas is. Um, they, they put you on, we call it the rotator, but it's this contract uh, aircraft, and they jam you in there with a bunch of other, you know, big military people. And, and it's painful, but it was even more painful for me. Um, some, somewhere halfway over the Atlantic, my heart was literally breaking. And I, I was dreading just the loss of being away from my family so long. And in that moment, I realized that I, I had everything I wanted in this world because I was a father and I had my kids and I had my wife. And it was going to be, it was a tough, uh, tough five months um, being away. But in that moment, I realized, you know, how important that was and how of no importance, you know, material things are. We worry about our, you know, I've got to buy a car, I've got to do this to my house. That completely vanished. And, and I realized what a lucky man I was. Uh, for having my family. So the love of God the Father is, is indescribable. We can't put it into human words. I'm going to do my best here uh, to try to explain it um, the best I can. God gave us his only begotten son to die a horrible human death for sins that he, he did not commit. And that's how much he loves us. And so to the rest of the story about our first pregnancy, um, Cindy, my wife, had been a labor and delivery nurse, and the, and the baby in utero uh, just wasn't doing very well. So uh, she had witnessed um, stillborns, that's a baby being born deceased, uh, many times in her career, and so she didn't want that. She wanted to be able to hold this child, even if it was for uh, just a few minutes. So we decided to induce labor about a, a month early, and I'll never forget the day that we started that. And I was a, a nervous wreck. I was literally pacing the hospital room floor for hours back and forth, and I think there's still like a little trench in the tile uh, where I was walking to this day at the hospital. Um, but something amazing happened when we went, finally went to the operating room uh, to deliver the child. I witnessed this uh, tremendous peace. It just all the anxiety went away, and I was calm. And I can't explain uh, why that happened, but uh, the child came and I beheld her, and she was uh, the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. So sometime after she was born, they, they took her up to the, uh, the level three NICU, that's where they take the preemies and the sick, sick children, and they put her in this little, you know, she was on life support, they had her in this little plastic uh, case, and um, a plastic baby bubble, if you will, and, and I was standing there um, staring at her, and I was experiencing a love like I never had known existed. My mom, who had uh, flown in from Chicago to, to be with us down in Texas um, to help us get through the ordeal, was, was standing next to me, and, and we were um, gazing at the child, and my mom said, do you see how much you love that little child? That's how much your dad and I love you. And it was like uh, a lightning bolt had gone through my body. I was going, Mom, there is no way you or anybody loves me as much as I love this little child. And so I think that's the best way I can describe in human terms the love of God the Father. And our God is a God who answers prayers because our little Hannah defied the doctors. 
She's now 16 years old, and she's going to be a, a junior at Fernand Hills High School this year. So she's a miracle, and she's a witness to the love of God. So thank you very much for letting me share this uh, Father's Day reflection uh, with you all. And I wish all the fathers here happy Father's Day, and God bless you.